Welcome in, everyone, to episode 16 of Up and Down, a disc golf analytics podcast. I'm Jesse, joined as usual by Joey. Hey, everyone. We're the nerds who run this thing, and on this episode, we will be breaking down not only the 2022 Butler County Disc Golf Classic, but some putting statistics and ideas for the future as well. But first, Joey, how you doing, my friend? I'm all right. Happy to be on the mic with you, but the weather outside has been crappy on this side of the country this week, so haven't really been able to get outside and throw any plastic circles, but excited about it nevertheless. No uh, plastic squares or hexagons or anything to tide you over? No, I'm, I'm all about the circles. They, they tend to fly better. Yeah, my uh, aerodynamics background says that circles should be a, a little better. But Just at a, a certain point, you got to take what you can get, you know? Yeah, it's it's been raining pretty bad, um, so I, I do what I can, you know, practice putting and things like that, but I really don't like getting out and getting my feet wet. Um, I, I agree. I am I am a uh, fair-weather disc golfer, for sure. Yeah, me too. And, you know, I do what I can in the, in the winter, you know, sometimes I got to get out when there's snow on the ground, but a lot of the courses around here... Um, don't drain that well, especially, you know, if it's been raining a lot recently, the past week or two, it has been. So Maple Hill particularly is notorious for this. It's got a couple holes that just don't drain. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. How are you? Not too bad. I was able to play this weekend, my usual, you know, once or twice a week type schedule and shot a great round for me. Uh, I've been struggling with the putter and got it figured out this weekend. I think I only missed one or two C1X putts, so that was good. Uh, two bogeys on the round. So the the course I normally play, that's a lot for me on that course. I average, you know, like one. I've played it bogey-free plenty of times. And uh, even with the two bogeys, I was able to snag 10 birdies and tie my best round there in the last two years. So it was wow. feeling good. That's really great. Yeah, it was fun. Played with a couple people I'd uh, seen around the course before, but never really got to know, and they were some cool guys, so that's that's always fun. Yeah, sounds great. Glad you are able to get out. Me too, man. All right, let's kick this off first with a quick dive into the Butler County Disc Golf Classic. This was a Silver Series event we had on the weekend. Field sizes weren't super huge, but... Uh, from everything we're hearing, that course in Pittsburgh was really hard and really fun. So hopefully uh, it definitely sounds like an event that could be a bigger deal in the future. And here's hoping. I'd love to see more coverage there. Yeah, it's, it sounded really cool. And, you know, I was excited to see that Kristen was able to, to get another win coming off of her world's win. That's always a good feeling, continuing her, her streak, of course, of podium finishes. And the rich are getting richer. That's yes, certainly for <laughs> that's sure. Seems to be the story of the year for Kristen. And of course, Joel Freeman taking it down on the MPO side, coming off a world's finish in seventh. Yeah, so diving into the stats a little bit on the MPO side, it was pretty typical as far as what we've been seeing lately. Um, Joel pretty much swept in the tee to green stats first in circle two in regulation, first in circle one in regulation, second in parked, and first in strokes gained tee to green. 
Joel's putting was pretty good, right about average on strokes gained putting, just over one stroke, putting up 84% in C1X, good enough for 33rd. And with just one OB, he was able to win the tournament handily. Over on the FPO side, <laughs> Kristen was strong in pretty much every way. First in strokes gained tee to green, circle one and circle two in regulation. Second in parked, second in strokes gained putting, fifth in circle one X putts, and third in circle two putts. So she was top one or two in six of the eight main stats and top five in all of them. Yeah, only four bogeys for Kristen on the weekend. Uh, certainly a good showing there, keeping it clean all around, and no holes worse than bogey. Joel Freeman, very similar story. Only one bogey. It was also his only OB. Uh, on a par five, too, surprisingly. Normally those are the ones you want to get. But uh, pretty safe to say Joel got almost all of the rest of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, Joel won this event by nine strokes over Chandler Kramer. Huge margin. You know, I know it's an abbreviated field a bit coming off of Worlds, you know, before the DGPT playoffs start up at GMC. But, you know, these are all still professional players. And winning by a nine-stroke margin in MPO nowadays is pretty much unheard of. Yeah, especially when you go into the final round four strokes back of the leader. Yep. So, uh... (laughs) He came out, so the course record was eight down. That was accomplished in rounds one and two by Chandler Kramer. So he, of course, was therefore the leader going into round three. And, you know, he shot a one under in that final round, so obviously not his best. But it, even if he shot, I mean, seven under he wasn't going to catch Joel right. on this day, right? Just that 14 under was the hot round on the day by eight strokes, which is unheard of. And again, there are some players in this field, right? Chandler Kramer, Matt Oram, James Proctor, Luke Humphreys, Nicholas Antala, Andrew Marweed. Like, there are big names in this tournament. And obviously the course is hard, so there's going to be a lot of, swingy holes right but man 14 under like to beat a course record by six strokes i've just i've never heard of that after two two whole rounds of professional players playing that event you know that's it's it's pretty wild yeah so to chandler kramer hopefully not taking it too hard uh obviously when you're shooting that well in the first two rounds, you you want to get your first DGPT win. But again, he would have had to shoot 10 under, which would have been a course record by two strokes, just to tie what Joel ended up doing, right? So Yeah. Over on the FPO side, there was only 21 players in the field. Nevertheless, only three of them ended up under par after three rounds. Jessica Weiss at minus eight and Kristen Tatar at minus 16, taking down the win. So eight stroke deficit there to second place. Lisa Fakus in third at two under. Yeah, the stroke deficit uh, was not just impressive in that podium finisher. So Kristen Tatar, 16 under, like you said. Jessica Weiss, eight under. Lisa Fakus, two under. 
But then it keeps going. So Maria Oliva at two over. Luca Lorenzen, six over. So the deltas from place to place to place are eight, six, four, four. Going one, two, three, four, five. And then it starts to kind of homogenize and you have six players in that uh, six over to 11 over spread. Right. Yeah, but 22 strokes between first and fifth in three rounds. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. Unfathomable. Yeah, and again, this field, like, it's small, but Jessica Weiss, Lisa Fakus, Maria Oliva, Holly Finley, Rebecca Cox. Yeah, these are are big names, right? Yeah, so Kristen, like you said, first shots gained tee to green, second in strokes gained putting. The only woman who outdid her on the putting green was Lisa Fakus, who had quite a margin here. We're looking at 9.1 strokes gained putting compared to Kristen's 5.9. So good showing there. She didn't lose strokes tee to green, but she only gained seven compared to Kristen's 24. Yeah, it's hard to compete with that. Yep, Kristen had the tee to green game by a margin of about 4.2. So certainly enough, uh, 4.3 rather. So more than enough to hold on to that, especially knowing that only one other player was able to beat you on the putting green too. Yeah, and on- that that player, Lisa Fakus, like you said, only missed one circle one putt. Woo. Yeah, yeah, 96%. Yeah, uh, 24 for 25. So on the topic of putting, Joey, we're going to cut this one a little bit short. Uh, we don't have a lot of stats for this one. We spent most of this week prepping for a special feature episode, which we're just going to transition right into. In fact, we're not even going to stop recording, you and I. But we are going to cut this episode here. And hopefully you all will come back and join us for our special feature episode, which you'll just have to come back and find out what it is. Yeah, very excited about that. Excited to record it. This is probably going to be one of my favorite ones that we've done. Totally agree. All right. So uh, hopefully you'll catch us on our special feature. And until then, peace.